0: I'm excited to bring the word tonight, very excited to deliver this, our first Wednesday of 22. It's hard to get used to saying 2022, and my prayer has been, that doesn't mean 2020, number two. (laughs) I'm hoping this year is not a repeat of 2020, because I believe that the church is emerging and coming out of, I think, our country or world. I'm hopeful for 2020. I I know it's going to have challenges. I know it's going to have difficulties personally and even in our world. That's just how life is. But I've learned this, that through the good and through the bad, uh, God's faithful. He is very faithful. Was anybody witness to that tonight? Amen. If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to Isaiah 43. I actually have a lot of notes. Um, Probably more notes I got carried away. Um, tonight what I want to share is something that I start every new year with. And I've taught on some of these principles, but I've added a lot to it. So when I looked at how many notes I had when I printed it out, I kind of thought to myself, this may be a two-parter. Is it okay if it's a two-parter? Because um, I, I, I thought, Lord, I, I can, and I started actually kind of scratching some things out and redoing some things this afternoon, this evening when I got here. And uh, I thought, Lord, no, I want to take my time and just lay the foundation for this. Because what the Lord began to speak to me these last few days is turn the page. Everybody say turn the page. turn the page. And here's the thought that came to me. Your story isn't over and God is an incredible author. But sometimes we have to turn the page. And as I mentioned Sunday, and I don't want to repeat a lot from Sunday, but there's some same principles that I want to carry through tonight and maybe next week we'll see tonight. But there's some things that I want to lay out there to just say that God has good things for you in 2022, but if you don't want the same year you've had maybe last year, year before, or even year before that, God works in conjunction with us. Oftentimes we're just kind of sitting back with a laissez-faire attitude of, hey, this year is going to be different. The only way this year is going to be different is if you understand when God said that, that he works in you It's God working in you according for his purposes. So work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So there's not just a sitting back waiting on God to do it. I promise you this for this coming year. If you will apply the principles of God's word to your life, you will have success in 2022. That is a guarantee tonight that I can promise you. But it's a great time as the calendar flips over to even say to ourselves, let's turn the page. Let's turn the page, and let's see what God has for a, for a whole new year. First Corinthians, you don't have to turn there, stay in Isaiah 43, but I thought of 1 Corinthians 13, 11, of course, where it says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I reasoned like a child, I acted like a child. When I became a man, Paul said, I put away childish things. And my hope for any of us is that we evaluate. You can't change anything in 2022 unless you reflect back on 2021 And see the things that God would be laying on your heart to change in your own self and in your own life. So, tonight I want to use a bit of an acrostic when I get to it. But everybody say start. I'm going to take each of those letters and we may not get through them all tonight. But this is something I keep before me at the beginning of every year for several years now that will help you get a jump start on turning the page this year. How many would say, I want to turn the page? And you may have had a great 2022. I I feel like God was... Did some great things, except for hitting the uh, bathroom sink in the road here a couple weeks ago. Overall, I had a really good 2022. And because I've learned in my life not to focus on the circumstances of my life, I see the joy in everything that I go through because it helps me grow. Amen? But this is a good time to make that fresh commitment and to reflect back. And I got to thinking, as we all do, about new, New Year's resolutions. Do you realize by the end of January... That forty percent of resolutions are broken. And then this will may shock you, it may not, by February 14th, by the middle of February, 70% of resolutions are broken. Now, why is that? In my opinion, the reason is is because at the beginning of the year the resolutions are to eat healthier, which is a great resolution, exercise more, save more money, make sure I get in church, that's a great resolution. But most people's resolutions don't start with, I'm going to put God first in my life. And if you don't start with putting God first in your life, as I just mentioned praying just a minute ago, seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. So I want to present to you tonight, going from 21 to 22, if you want to make a fresh start, if you want to turn the page, so to speak, then one of the most important things you can ask yourself are a couple questions. Here they Are you ready for them? You need to ask yourself this. Not, not the what of what I want to see change in 22, but the why. Yeah. That is so important because oftentimes we look at the what, but what God's trying to get down into is the why. You say, give me an example of that, Pastor. I'll give you an example for myself. Leah and I have started our dieting journey. <laughs> Yesterday it started. <laughs> and I'm hungry right now. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not just a little bit on edge, and I may be because I'm still thinking about Taco Bell afterwards, but I'm going to fight the urge. But here's the thing. Here it is. If I just look at a diet and say I want a diet and move forward, that's the what. But if I say to myself I want to be healthy so that I can properly lead a congregation and I can be here for my kids and my grandkids in 30 years, you understand that's a why. Why? And the people who end up breaking 70% of their resolutions don't get to the why of what they're doing, and they never change. So we go from year to year to year to year, and we have the same old rotten attitudes. We have the same old rotten sin still, and that's why I shared on Sunday about laying aside the sin and the weight that so easily besets us, listen, entangles us, and to run the race before us. So tonight I want to just talk about a fresh start to reflect on some things and to see what God is going to say. If you're in Isaiah 43, say amen. We're going to be there for a little bit tonight. This is, where I, this is where I want to go. Verse 18, if you may need to turn the page, you can go ahead and do that. I figured my Bible was the same way. 43, 18. The Lord says, forget about what has happened before. Do not think about the past. Instead, look at the new things I am going to do. That's a word for 2022, amen. It's forget about what is behind and look forward to what is ahead. He says, don't think about the past. It's over and done with. The book is closed. And here's what you need to understand tonight for everybody in this room. God is far more interested in your future tonight than he's concerned about your past. So many people get hung up in And Lee and I minister to a lot of different people. We're, you know, in that... We're in that stage of life where we're just around a lot of people by virtue of being involved in the school system, by being at sporting events, by just life. We just get out and we try to just talk to people. And most people that we run into don't say, I don't want to live for God. They think that they're too far gone to live for God, overwhelmingly the people that we minister to. So what God is saying here in Isaiah to the people of God in that time to the the Israelites is, Don't dwell on what's behind, but look forward to what I have for you in the future. That, again, isn't focusing on the what of your 2022. It's focusing on the why. And when you begin to understand even the good and even the negative or the things that happened to you in the past year that were what we would term bad, you can begin to leave those things behind and say, here at a beginning of a year, a fresh start, a new day, turning the page, God has something new for me. I love scriptures like this. Lamentations 3:23, you know this. His mercies are new every morning. Anybody thank God that his mercies are new every every day you wake up, God has a new mercy for that day. Philippians 3:13, this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, I press forward to what lies ahead. Can I ask you tonight, are you determined to forget what lies behind? Here, here's one definition of the word forget. It means to disregard intentionally or to overlook. So the word there that he's talking about is forgetting what lies behind is to intentionally forget and intentionally overlook what may have happened in 22. And I'll tell you this. Just as much as the past hard things that happened to you in the past year keep you from future victories, past victories will keep you from future victories. Past victories will keep you from future victories. Why? Because we think we've attained some kind of artificial level that God wants us to get to. And can I tell you, in 2022, I am refreshed, I am ready, and I am pursuing God like never before. Do I have anybody that's with me tonight? You just say, I want more of God than I did in 2021. I'm in the right place. But it takes us maybe turning the page or making a choice even. I think sometimes it's, it really is. We all know this. Life is about choices. You can make a determination in your heart tonight before you leave here that God is going to turn the page. He's a wonderful author, and he loves you, and he's for you, and he's pursuing you, and he has been pursuing you, and he will continue to pursue you because I've learned that God is relentless in his pursuit of us, and I thank God for that, that every morning we make up, wake up, it's a new day to write a new chapter. You may say, yeah, but you don't know about what happened yesterday or this past weekend. Can I tell you God's encouragement tonight? Forgetting what is past... Behold, I do a new thing. Not just because it's Wednesday, not because it's just 2022. Because God is a God who's always moving forward and He wants us to move with Him. Amen? Amen. So I want to share to you tonight kind of a formula, and they're long. They're very long. I added a lot to this. So everybody say, start. Start, start. So if you're taking notes, write the S. And here's the first thing: everybody say, stop. 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 The S stands for stop making excuses. Excuses will keep you from having everything God has for you in the new year. If you want a fresh start in life, if I want a fresh start right now and turning the page, then I have to stop making excuses for my failures. I have to stop making excuses for my past. As a pastor, I deal with and talk to and counsel so many people that blame what they're going through on somebody that's something that happened to them in the past. That doesn't excuse what happened, but can I tell you tonight, it will hold you in bondage for moving forward into everything God has for you. Amen. So if you want to make a fresh start, then the S means stop making excuses. As soon as I decide to be different, here's what happens. Satan is going to give me excuses to stay the same. Has anybody else experienced that? Absolutely. In Luke 14, there's a, and it's about halfway through, there's, there's something that I noticed in the passage there in the parable of the banquet. And Jesus is talking about one thing here, and then it goes on, and somebody mentions it's there with Jesus, one of the disciples. It doesn't mention who. It just says, Well, we can't wait till the great feast in the kingdom of God. And then he goes into a parable that's quite interesting because he talks about a group of people that have accepted an invitation to a banquet. So the banquet invitation has already been accepted. But when the king and the master says, okay, I want my servants to go out and I want to tell them everything is ready. It's time to come. What happens in that parable is something that happens to us regularly in life. They began to make excuses. Can I tell you something tonight? Jesus Christ, as we all know, paid the price on the cross and gave you an invitation to come into his kingdom by grace, through faith not of works, lest any man should boast. You, everybody, I'm looking around in this room, I know everybody, you have accepted that first invitation in order to come into the kingdom. But can I tell you, just as the first invitation was paid for by him, the second invitation is paid for by you. I'm telling you tonight. If you want to say, what excuses do I need to stop making in my life? Stop making excuses about where you are spiritually, because where you are spiritually tonight is on you, because the invitation and the price has been paid, and the first invitation was paid for. But can I tell you, just in the same way that that's paid for, you want to know what following Jesus is about? It's about taking up your cross daily and following him every single day. Every single day. What excuses do I find in my life? I find the same excuses you do. I I just don't have time to seek the Lord. I just don't have time to make it to prayer meeting. I just don't have time to, to make it here and to do this. And listen, I talked about it Sunday. We are more busy than we've ever been. Young families I see around in here, you have young kids. I know where you are. This isn't a guilt trip tonight. I'm just telling you, we make time for what's most important to us. Everybody in this room, we make time. For what's most important. And I just want to, I want to encourage you. I don't want to put a guilt trip. I want to encourage you that if you want to get to the end of 22 and look back and say, look how much I grew in the Lord, you have to stop making excuses for why you are where you are. Because the invitation has already been accepted by you. You're in his kingdom, but that is just the first step in your spiritual journey. You then have to begin to put forth the effort and the discipline to grow. Amen? The first invitation came by his cost. The second invitation comes by our cost. Salvation is free, but following him costs everything. Anybody else understand that tonight? It absolutely does. So I mentioned this before, but that's why 40% of resolutions are broken. Because they, they, they start with the good. They don't start with God. If you want... 2022 to be different, don't start with the good things, diets and exercise and putting up money, all those kind of things are great. Start with God. Amen. Put Him first. Put Him as the priority. Let me ask you two questions. That's why I'm going to take time on this. Here's the first question. What does God want to be different about your life, and why does God want this to be different about your life? Ask yourself that question as you leave here tonight. What? God, what is it you want to be different about my life in 2022? And God, why do you want this to be different? Because that is so important when it comes to stop making excuses in our lives for why we are where we are. The reason it's important is because when you get down to the why, it is important. Listen, other people can hurt us. Other people can harm us. Other people can scar us. But the only person tonight that can ruin your life in 2022 is you. Period. Listen, nobody can ruin your life without your permission. Do you realize that? Nobody can make you angry without your permission. Nobody can do anything without, because if we're in control of our own, I've been teaching this to my own kids over the years of just, the Bible says, and this is a scripture I use quite often, and maybe it'll help you. A man who has no rule over his own spirit is like a city whose walls are broken down. It's something I learned twenty three years ago beginning to walk with the Lord, most of us are walking through life without any spiritual defenses in our lives because we just make excuses for our own behavior and everybody else 's behavior and you aren 't tackling life and going through life with purpose and design you 're just letting everything happen to you. Can I tell you when you just let everything happen to you, the enemy 's going to come in and make heyday in your life. He is going to take you for a ride amen proverbs twenty eight thirteen says this A man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. But if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. That's called a fresh start. So what happens when we quit making excuses? Fresh start. I want a fresh start in 2022. Amen? It's hard to get the people to admit when they're wrong. Amen? It's one of the hardest things to get people to admit. But Proverbs right there says, When we say to God, God, I made a mistake and I blew it, guess what we get? We get fresh mercy. We get a new, fresh start. The number one reason we fail in life is we don't prepare ourselves for the problems that we will face in life. The number one reason we fail in life is we don't prepare ourselves for the problems. Again, I'm not being a Debbie Downer tonight, but I want to give you reality for 22. You're going to face problems. Amen? Amen? Does anybody walk in here tonight and think 22 is not going to face any challenges all the way through it? I hope you didn't walk in here like that tonight. You say, brother, where's it? I'm getting to that in the next couple ones is faith. We have faith that God is going to turn all things together, work all things together for good. Amen? Proverbs 20, verse 7. A sensible man watches for problems and prepares to meet them, but the fool never looks ahead and suffers the consequences. You guys okay with some wisdom tonight about stop making excuses? One of the reasons we run into problems, can I tell you? Can I just pastor you for a minute? We don't listen to other people. We don't. We think we're all, you know, I I have teenagers. They know everything. (laughs) And it's a wonderful thing, and they're not quite there yet, but it's a wonderful thing when they finally start to hit that age. And I know there's parents in here that have experienced this, where there's been a few little issues that I've told them and told them and told them, and then they run into consequences. And you, you parents of young children that are in here tonight, it's a wonderful day when they look at you and say, you were right. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Amen. Can I tell you, when you have a relationship with God and you're listening to his voice and, and through his word, you're going to find out a lot. If I would have just done what God said and listened to him and listened to others, we would understand that he's right. Amen? Amen. Can I tell you for 2022, if at first you don't succeed... Welcome to the human race. <laughs> we give up so easily. Here's my, here's my encouragement. When you stop making excuses, even when you mess up and you get into 22 and you said, Lord, I'm going to get up every morning and pray for an hour, and you do it the first week, and then you miss three days, what happens is you just simply give up, but do not treat that as a failure. Treat it as an opportunity for new mercies every day and get up and keep pursuing God. Most people have an up and down, start and stop relationship with him. I want to in 22, more than anything else, to just have a solid, like I mentioned Sunday, just singles. Just batting singles. Just hitting, consistently spending my time with God, consistently putting him first, consistently doing what he wants me to do. Very few people succeed on the first try. Everybody understands that tonight, right? Very few people succeed on the first try. So the S and start is stop making excuses. T, everybody say T. This is really important. At the beginning of a year, I want to encourage you, say, between now and Sunday, I have a little challenge for you, a little homework. Take inventory of your life. I'm telling you, I'm teaching what I do. At the beginning of every year, and I started doing it at the end of last year when I had time, and I was you know, with family back uh, over in Louisiana and just had more time just to sit with the Lord. I just began to just take inventory of our lives. Again, if you don't reflect back on the things that need change, you will never change. But so you have to take inventory sometimes. That means I need to evaluate all my experiences and I need to look at what I've left after the failures. I need to take an inventory of my life's experience and learn from them. Can I teach you about taking inventory for just a minute? Can everybody listen? Everybody look this way. You sitting here tonight, listen to me for just the next five, ten minutes, and this may be all as far as I get, but I want you to get this tonight. Because I was sharing it with somebody the other day in a personal way about some things going on personally in their lives. And I, I told them, you sitting here tonight, your history of who you are right here tonight are the sum of three things. And if you're taking notes, I want you to take these down. Number one, you are your past education. And what I mean by that is not a degree on the wall or formal education. You are tonight what other people have sown into you by way of teaching you things. It could have been a mentor. It could have been a coach. It could have been, you know, your parents, hopefully, your grandparents. I have wonderful grandparents that sowed a lot of things in my life. But you sitting here tonight are the sum total of your past education, what your parents taught you, teachers, just different people in your life. Number two, you are the sum total of your past experiences. Everybody say experiences. I mean, how many in here can still remember something that happened in the third grade? But I couldn't tell you what I ate on Saturday night. (laughs) You tonight are a product of your past education, the things that have been poured into you, and you're also a, a product of your past experiences. Number three... You are a product, listen to me for just a minute, your past education, your past experiences, and your past associations. You, in other words, who you choose and who you chose to hang out with and spend time around is incredibly important in your life. And in 2022, I'm telling you, I want to be around people that are hot on fire and pursuing God because fire produces fire. Fire produces. Stokes fire. I don't want to be around cold, dead, dry, empty, religious people. I want to be around people that are on fire for him. Why? Because I catch the fire, and if I'm on fire, we all come together and we burn bright for him. The people you hang out with, the people you dated, you're like, I knew my ex was no good. That's what you're saying. I knew it. But you really are. You're a product of those past relationships, Right? those past associations. So if we're going to take inventory tonight, if you're going to evaluate, so in other words, what I do when I say take inventory is I look back over a previous year and I say, Lord, what have I learned this year, right? What have I experienced this year? And Lord, what are the associations that I've had that haven't torn me down Can I give you a little bit of advice tonight? If you have relationships that are always sucking you dry and tearing you down, in 2022, cut them off. And I don't mean in an ungodly, I don't want to love them and minister to them way. Hear your pastor's heart. But some of you have been drugged down by the people that are speaking into your life. It never failed. All the years I've been uh, pastoring and, and talking to people, and I'll have, you know, a couple come in and they're having marital problems, and they begin to talk, and they begin to share the issues going on. And most of the time, I'll somewhere in there, maybe the second session or the third, I'll begin to ask some, some questions to get down to, who are you spending time around? And almost, I'm telling you, when I say probably 70, 75% of the time, it's rooted into the people that they're spending time with because they blew up their marriages. Are you hearing me? And then they're like, yeah, you know, I'm so free and I'm fun-loving and I get to go do what I want don't have to answer to my wife or answer. You understand? And you take down to the root, you are a product. So when I say evaluating, look back over your past year. Who are the people that sowed into your life, who encouraged you, who, who brought a word to you, who spoke life into you, who, who was there for you, and you look at those things. And here's what you, If you want to have a new 22... Boy, I just rhymed. Come on, somebody. A new 22, that's the name of my sermon. Fritz, you hear it? New 22. If you want to have a new 22, here's what you need. You need new education, right? You need new experiences, and you need new relationships or associations. New education. The three things that have made you who you are up to this point So Romans 12.2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So here's basically what that point means. If you want new education, you have a Bible, read it. If you want new education in 2022, you have to pick up your Bible and you have to begin to delve into it, dig it out, and not just read it because you're kind of checking off the religious. Dig into it. Study it. We've got an LCU, a Life Christian University, that that is top notch in digging into the Word and teaching you. And if you want new education, get into your Bible and get into the Word. Amen? Do not conform to this world. And what does that mean? don't think like normal human beings think. The problem that you're facing in 21 and maybe 20 and 19 and 18 is you're thinking like the world thinks, so you're seeing like the world sees. And if you want new education, and I said it Sunday and I can't stress it enough, the Bible is like putting on a pair of eyeglasses. And when you put on those eyeglasses, here's what happens. With one lens... You see who God is, and with the other lens, you begin to see who you are, and with the Word of God, you begin to see that God loves you. God is for you. God is fighting on your behalf. God is holy and just and to be reverenced in your life. And when you begin to see God properly, then you begin to see yourself properly. Most of you in here need new education in just understanding this. If God is for me Who can be against me? If you took that one word and put it on for the rest of the year, you would walk through this year with such confidence in who God is and who He created you to be, you would have a whole new education in your life. Whole new education in your life. Everything would be different. Because you put on the word of God, it says, do not be conformed. It just means don't let the world form your mind into its image and what it wants you to think. You have got to put on the lens of God's word. Here's what it's called. It's called a paradigm or a worldview. Are you following me? There is a worldview that God wants you to have according to his word. Listen, that's why I don't get so upset with all the stuff going on in the world. Pastor, why don't you get more upset? Why don't you talk more about politics? Why don't you talk more about listen to me? I read the last chapter, we win. That's the lens that I wear. Does that mean it's not going to get hard, or we're not going to have ups and downs, or we don't need to keep an eye on what the enemy's doing? Absolutely, we do. I don't dwell on it and let it steal my joy. We get ten years down the road and you worried about blood moons and all this other stuff going on. And again, that stuff's all kind of fun to study, but don't dwell on it. Dwell on the goodness of God. That's the education that you can change your mind tonight on and be conformed to His image. Why is that so important to see God properly? Because you'll never see yourself properly unless you see Him properly. So many Christians are walking around beat down, not understanding that you are beloved. You are beloved. God loves you. God is for you. And when you put that lens on, then here's the thing. This is so true, and you guys know it. You know it all across this room. Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love. We're not loving people properly because you're so down on yourself with everything going on in your life that you can't love people the way God wants you to love them because you don't like yourself. Can I tell you something awesome tonight? God doesn't just like and tolerate you. He loves you. He, he, you're one of his favorite. I mean, I'm his favorite, but some of y'all are kind of up there, I think. I mean, my picture's on his fridge, y'all. I've told you that. It's right there, and you're right above mine. Yeah, yeah. He lo- that's the truth. We're all his favorite. We are. I think if we just had, and I have, I have had, I've had, you ever had those moments when you're just worshiping and just you just get wrecked by the love of God? I mean, just wrecked, just, just with that revelation. And can I tell you? Oh, gonna get teary eyed. <laughs> can I tell you? Most people that you run across, most everybody, knows that they're not measuring up in some form or fashion in their life. They know it. You don't have to remind them of it. You don't. They know that there's something, we are to be bearers of good news. Can I tell you what the gospel means? Gospel means good news. And it it wasn't a term that was invented when Jesus hung on the cross and died and rose again the third day, it wasn't invented then. It was a term that was already being used because when a great victory was run, one they used to take a runner that could run ahead of the conquering army and he would arrive in the town of people just sitting there fearful and, and fretting and our lives are going to be over. And in the last two years, that's all you've heard, day in and day out, everything's coming to an end, everything's going you know, south and all these different kind of things. and it may be, but can I tell you, the gospel is Jesus Christ has won the victory and he rules on an eternal throne. Not worried about any of that stuff. That's the good news. So we are to be bearers of good news. You're lost, you're, you can be found. You're, you're bound up in drug addiction and sin. God's a chain breaker tonight. He comes and gives the good news of His resurrection that everything changed when He rose again. The kingdom is coming, and He likened it to a small seed that was planted in the ground like He was and rose again, and He says it begins to grow and grow and grow and grow until it takes over the whole world. Do you understand the kingdoms of this earth have become the kingdoms of our Lord and Christ? You may not see it with your eye, but you can see it with a heart of faith everywhere you look around you. He's in control. The new education that you need is to renew your mind and get into the Word of God. Read it. Let me go a step further. Believe it. Don't just read it on a page, but when when you read that, you're reading the Word of God. It's powerful. It can change you, and it's a lens that we all can put on. Number two is experiences. If you want a new year... You have to have new experiences. Ephesians 5.18. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Oh, boy, where's he going? <laughs> You're like, oh. Can I tell you something? If I've learned anything as pastor, we were created for pleasure. You were absolutely, you, let me go a step further. And listen to me all the way through so you don't misunderstand me. You were created for joy. I have found most people you'll run into also out there on the streets, they're not on a truth journey. So your apologetics about, you know, how many prophecies Jesus filled isn't going to win them anymore. They're on a joy journey. And there's no joy to be found out there. Are you listening to me? When I say new experiences, we have to understand something about God. He created you to experience him. You say, well, that's mystical, Pastor. I'm just not sure I can go there. If you don't buy into that, you have missed out on the joy. How many have come in to a service or you've been in your private prayer closet and experienced just the joy the Lord poured out on you? Did you leave there feeling good? Yeah, absolutely you did. Can I tell you that's the normal Christian life? So not only do you need new education according to the Word of God, you need to, in 2022, seek new experiences with the Lord because He's there and He's ready to pour out on you. He's ready to give you a fresh experience. He's ready to give you a fresh outpouring. He's ready to give you fresh joy and hope and all the things that He gives, love, all those different things. Here's the thing. God created you and I with the capacity to feel Him. He did. Aren't you thankful for that? Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, if you want to get down to the root of what he came to do, he came to redeem you and buy you with a great price. Why? Because the relationship between he and us and him were broken. He wanted fellowship. He created man because he wanted to walk in the cool of the garden with him. New experiences, if you want a new, new 22, you'll leave here remembering that. You've got to have new experiences. Can I tell you something tonight? There's nothing wrong with wanting to feel good. It's just everybody goes to the wrong place. There's nothing wrong with wanting to feel good. But everybody seeks out. That's what Paul was saying. Do not be drunk with wine, which is just suspicion. What did he say? Be filled with the Spirit. That's where you're going to find true joy. That's where you're going to find true hope. Here's the thing. Out there, it's counterfeit. It's counterfeit. It's not going to fill you. Lord, if I I learn one thing in my life, is all that stuff is not going to fill you. As a matter of fact, it's going to take you down a deep, dark hole. And I've said this 50 times, and I'll probably say it 5,000 more before the Lord takes me home, is the chains of bondage can't be felt until they're too strong to be broken. When you're seeking joy outside of a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you're going to get filled with something, and it ain't good. Because we are created for a purpose, on purpose, for a purpose, and your purpose is to have a relationship where you walk out of a prayer meeting or you walk out of a service or you walk out of your private prayer closet. And let me tell you something. There should be the joy. Of the Lord should just be flowing. Again, I'm a realist. I come out that way, but within five minutes of getting in traffic, it's gone. Come on. <laughs> Life. Life happens. I think of no better example than, you know, Peter, James, and John are up on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus, and they wanted to stay. Let's build three, tent- let's three build churches, and let's just stay here in, in your glory. I mean, Jesus took off like his Clark Kent jacket and his glasses and was like his glory. I mean, he was glorified on that mountain. They saw the Son of God in his glory, and Moses and Elijah come down. But what did Jesus say? We've got to go back down into the valley. Why? Because there were people down there that need delivered and saved and healed and ministered to. So it's not all about the mountaintops. God does things in the valley. We settle for the counterfeit. Here's where your new experience will come from, and this is my encouragement to you tonight. Not only do you need new education. Everything I'm talking to you about is very simple, but it's the power to change your life in 2022. Where are you going to have new experiences with God? In prayer. That's where you're going to experience in him. And listen to me, before you misunderstand what your pastor's saying tonight. In that it's it's and it can be, and you know it's that I'm kneeling down and I have my face on the ground. That's all part of it. But can I tell you, God wants to take you a step further if that's what your image of prayer is? Because my image of prayer is my Father is present all the time. He's there at the football games I go to. He's there in my car. He's there in Walmart. Maybe not Walmart. <laughs> I don't know if he goes in Walmart. I'm not sure. He goes in Publix. He's in Publix. I felt him in Publix. I feel bad things at Walmart, especially when I have to check myself out, and my wife especially. But he's there all the time, and since he's there, he's always wanting to have an open dialogue with you. Have you ever thought about just where Paul and Kerr just pray without ceasing? It's like, man, how do you get to that place and when you read the word pray, you misunderstand, Jason, and you say, well, that means that I'm just constantly talking. Can I tell you, if you're constantly talking in the middle of Walmart, you're going to get arrested. <laughs> you should. Maybe here in Homo they'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah. God bless you. <laughs> if you're in Publix and you're all talking to yourself, you're going to get kicked out, possibly. Prayer isn't supplication. Prayer is communion. And when you understand that you have begun your day in God's word and you open yourself up even just to sit in silence, I have found that my, my, my most powerful prayers have been silencing myself enough just to listen to what he's saying. I think a word came forth Monday night that was shared with me that somebody saw us just, we, we're, we're crying out to God, kneeling before the Father, crying out to him, and he gives his marching orders. We do it, and we don't keep doing what he's not doing, but we do what the next thing that he tells us to do. That's prayer. That's communion with God. So if you want a new 22, you have to have new education and you have to have new new experiences. God has some powerful experiences with you and the Holy Spirit in 2022. Who would just say, I want those? You just lift your hands. Father, we want those. God, we, we, we know that there's so much counterfeit out there. We know that there's so many things that can come in that we latch on to and that we, we give our hearts to. Father, we don't want to be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but we want to be filled with your Holy Spirit, the spirit of joy, the spirit of burning, God, the spirit of fire, the spirit of of absolute drenching love that you pour out in our hearts. God, the spirit of conviction. God, convict our hearts of areas where we are going astray. Convict our hearts of areas where we're focused on the wrong things. God, where there's sin in our lives, even things that we just say, oh, It doesn't matter. God, we we know to you, a holy God, it matters. God, it matters. Search us and know us. See if there be any wicked way in us. And set our feet on the life everlasting path. Set our feet on a path of prayer. Set our feet upon the path of getting into your word. And God, I pray a spirit of wisdom and revelation over this congregation. The Lord, as we open our Bibles, as we begin to press into you in the secret place, Father, I pray the word of God would come alive this coming year, God. That your word would just jump off the page and revelation would flow, God. That you would, you would take off any blinders that blind us to the things going on in our life, Lord. Give us new experiences in 2022, Father. And number three, and I'll quit here and I've only got halfway through. But let me finish this one with tea. Here's what we're talking about. Stop making excuses because you are the reason you are where you are tonight. Can we all agree? I am, you are, we all are. Bad things have happened to you that you had no control over. But I promise you this, as a good, loving, heavenly father, he will turn those things for good. You watch. Matter of fact, that's a word for somebody. You have been done wrong and God is going to turn it around. I'll give you a timeline from the Holy Spirit right now for somebody in the next three months, I'm speaking from the Holy Spirit. In the next three months, you're going to be rejoicing because God is turning that thing around now. Now he's turning it around. He's turning it around. And you need to take inventory of your past year, which means new education, new new experiences, and third, and I'll end with this, new associations. Simple, Hebrews 10.25 Do not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is talking to believers, and it's saying, hey, guys, don't stay away. And I'm not just talking about Wednesdays and Sundays. I'm talking about having the type of fellowship that we do have here. One thing that we're strong in is I think pretty much all y'all like each other. That's great. It really is. Do you understand that's fairly rare in church? The reason I know this is because you've got to spend time outside these doors with each other. And can, and can I tell you, if you just have joined this body, you, you may be sitting there saying, I just can't get involved. I can't, you know, get to know anybody. Can I tell you, there are people here that would love to take you in. They would love to associate with you, me included. And that's what you need. If you want to have a different 22, you're going to have to get away from some of the people that made 21 and 20 and 19 so bad. If you're taking inventory, look at your past. You are who you are tonight because of past education and past experiences and associations. Amen? What have I learned with that? I know people 40, 50 years old, but they don't have 40 or 50 years of experience, right? They're living the same thing over and over and over again. Listen, don't look for perfection in relationships. Don't look for that. Look for commitment to God, to family, to ministry. You get around people that are committed to those things, and you're going to be able to see a life that that's, has a difference in and on it by God's grace and glory. And when you see that, that's why Paul could say, follow me as I follow Christ. That's a scary thing to tell somebody. <laughs> Anyone else think that's scary? Because you say that to them, and your life better measure up to being somebody worthy of being followed in those areas. Amen. So as you evaluate these, those things, and we'll pick up next week, um, because the next one is A in our start, and it's going to be act in faith. Stand, and I'll leave you with this, and we'll pick up so I have an ending point of act in faith. We'll, we'll make this two parts because I, I got a little over halfway through it. So inventory, I want to end with this. You ask yourself this. Three questions what have I learned, what are my assets, and who can help me? When you are, are looking back over your year, you say, what have I learned? Do this between now and Sunday. If, you're, if you Just let this get in your mind. What have I learned this past year? Because, again, I know people who are 40 or 50 years old, but they don't have 40 or 50 years worth of wisdom because they've never asked themselves, what have I learned And they never adjust course and learn what the Holy Spirit's been teaching them over that last year. I don't want to be that person. Why is this important? Because if you don't sit down and think it through, you'll continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Make sense? Ask yourself, what are my assets? Simply put, what have I got going for me? Have I got my health? Praise God, right? Have I got my freedom? We're free. Am I mentally sound? Praise God. <laughs> some of you are like, ah. <laughs> Have I got some friends? That's, those are assets. Have I got the Lord? Yeah. Have I got a church family? <laughs> you absolutely do right here. If you're new, you have. And you guys have the best pet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, what do I have that I can get a fresh start with? That's the question. And who can help me? When we need a fresh start, listen to me, you need somebody by your side. When when you've had a period of disappointment and destruction and things happen in your life, I promise you, God wants you to have somebody walk beside you. He does. So those are things you can take inventory of heading into 22. It's okay if I pick this up next week so we're not here for another 45 minutes. Praise God. I I figured you would agree. I want to. Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm hankering for Taco Bell. Thank you for the temptation. That I. I saw tacos there as he even said that. Listen, we want to pray for Brother Carl. He's gotten good reports so far, but he is still in the hospital. And I want. I want God just to touch him. And he is. They're a precious family, and he's a precious brother in the Lord. He's one of my good friends, and I want to see God raise him up right there. I want him to feel this prayer we're about to pray in unity. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, with with not only Carl, but many that I've gotten texts this afternoon that are just battling sickness and colds and even COVID. Lord, not in this church, people hear me, Mm -hmm. but family members. God, we lift each and every one of them up tonight. But Father, tonight we call Carl singer before the throne of grace and mercy to find help in time of need. We are in need, Father, for you to put your mighty hand down upon that body. And, God, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ by the precious blood and by the sacrifice upon the cross that, God, you said by your stripes we are healed. So, Father, we send your word tonight from this place and in unity say, God, fall in that room upon Carl, fall upon Kathy, fall upon that whole family. And, God, we pray strength and encouragement. And God, we thank you for the good reports, but Father, I'm praying for the best report, that he is better, his, his lungs are functioning properly, his heart's getting stronger, and that, God, you would raise him up off of that bed of, of sickness, God. That is not where you want him, but I know he's ministering for you. So, God, I pray for divine appointments for him everywhere he does and goes, that, God, you would speak to him and that you would, Father, use him even where he is. But, God, ultimately, we want him back together with us as the body of Christ. So, Lord, tonight we ask you, Father, to send healing, to have grace and mercy. And, Father, the anointing that I anointed him with yesterday, Father, as he went into tests. God, we just believe your word that says if we anoint with oil and pray the prayer of faith, God, you will, you will heal. So, Lord, we pray according to your will and belief that it is your will to touch his body and heal. Father, we agree tonight where two or three are gathered together in agreement. Father, you said you would hear from heaven and that you would do your will. So, God, tonight, do your will. Bless the people tonight, Father, as they go. God, I pray tonight by the Holy Spirit we would ponder and ask ourselves these questions. Father, where are the new education, where are the new experiences, and God, what are the new associations that you have for us in 2022 that's going to bring you the glory and the honor. Father, bless the people and keep them safe as they go. Keep them safe as they come back together at the appointed time. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. We'll see you Sunday Lord willing if you're able to make it. God bless.